This is JFM Podcast. My name is Ponsak Vanap. It is a beautiful uh, day today. Uh, today is Thursday, 7th of December, 2023. Gilbert Joseph, how was the day and how's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. It was a beautiful day and we're here for another exciting time. Yeah, well, uh, we can say thanks, you know. Uh, Enough. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say that gratitude is a must. And uh, for you to have a good life, you know, I'm, I'm a strong pop- uh, proponent of living the good life. And one of the <laughs> ways of living, it's not about having material things, <laughs> by the way. It's about uh, giving, thanksgiving. It's about just about these small things that really matters, you know, spending time with, uh, your family, spending time with uh, friends, uh, with your loved ones, and uh, prioritizing, you know, their happiness, you know, that if your friends are happy, uh, is because, you know, you are somewhere, somehow, you know, uh, in what makes them happy. Well, Gilbert, a lot of stories. I'll say plenty, plenty. But let me, let's begin with uh, Plato. I don't know if you followed the program of... Uh, uh, Osama in the morning. I followed a part of it from 11 a.m. Yes, I did. And uh, pretty much, I think I would have missed a part of the point you intend to make. But I think that is the level at which I caught up with that show. You know, Osama will always, one of the things that he does, you know, uh, as, as, you know, as an influential person. Uh, someone that has global, I would say, influence in in comedy. He's always open to, you know, I would say, new ideas, sure. a new way of uh, doing things. And anytime, you know, uh, he has called me several times. Even I think uh, two days ago, he he, I mean, we're in the office and we're having a conversation, and he asked me that how correct is that? Is it that uh, the mango? Uh, to no Barkin Ladi to Mango mm-hmm. uh, Road have been awarded, and I told him, Yes, I saw it uh, uh, somewhere. And you know, the platform that I saw it uh, is a very, very trusted platform. I said, It's true. I even told him that, in fact, it extends to Lantang. I said, If I have any uh, link to the story, I'm going to send it to him uh, just for him to consume. But uh, today, and I was Osama is like Thomas. You know, uh, people who doubt are highly intelligent people. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that is that is how I look at it. People who doubt, true. no, that's true. Uh, people who don't that's take, true. people who take, you know, your mm-hmm. words at the mm-hmm. first glance are simple-minded mm-hmm. people. But people who doubt to say, how true be this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. today on his show, you know, you know, he always has a way of you know getting information mm-hmm. from the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that the road from Barkinladi to Mangu has been completed. And someone called Desmond. He said, in fact, one lane of the Alshfat has been uh, poured you know, on that road to Mangu. And then Osama said he ran into the commissioner for information on Musa Shum somewhere you know, in town. And uh, it was uh, the commissioner for information that told him that that road project will extend even to Langtang. That is, you know, the uh, terminal point mm-hmm. of that project. Uh, it was... It was he said something again that is comic, but as I would say that is the reality. For you to compare six to seven months 
of this administration as the, against the ADS. ADS. I mean, he said wasted ADS. Uh, those were the words of uh, Osama. Sure. He said, wasted ideas. I heard those. And, he, and one of the things that he said, you know, that really got to me and got me thinking, he said, is wickedness. I mean, why will you come to people and get their vote and then you absolutely, you don't do anything for them? I mean, what is wrong with you? Were the people wrong for giving you their vote? Just compare the administration of uh, Governor Mutfang and that of, you know, Governor Lalong, former Governor Lalong. And tell me if there's any basis for comparison. And I would like to leave that word hanging, wickedness. You know, the word that Osama, you know, so profoundly, I would say, used. Because that is the perfect description, you know, of, uh, of what we had, you know, over the last, you know, eight years. Public inf- look at the state of public infrastructure right now in just Bukurumi. I would say like most of the plateau. Just go to town. Tafa Balewa, Kashim Ibrahim Street. Uh, the I mean, some core parts of just north. Masala, Chinjuma, you know, all of that uh, general uh, area are wearing a facelift. And that is what governance, you know, is about. And the 20 billion, you know, debt benefit and gratuity for me it shows a leader that has empathy it shows the leader that you know said look i was once plying this same road i didn't enjoy you know uh traveling you know on this same road and since i have power i'm going to make sure that people will enjoy it that is that is the kind of virtue that leaders you know should have that it should feel what you know people are feeling just imagine if someone had an emergency, for example, in uh, somewhere in just north, and maybe before now the roads are poor. Just imagine how the delay to get to the nearest health facility, or if there's any emergency, maybe uh, someone's house you know is on fire. How many minutes will it take with bad roads, the uh, firefighters, you know, to get to the location? Compare with now. So these things, there are lots of, you know, Ben, it's not just for aesthetics, you know, to make the city more beautiful, but there are lots of intervention and uh, this thing will really save, I would say, human lives. That is what I mean by empathy. And uh, for me, legal, uh, using what, you know, the word that Osama, you, you know, used, wickedness, comparing even the last eight years with uh, seven months or so of the Mutfang administration, I think that people have to think to think and they have options which one is better do you want it you know like we had in the past we did in the past or do you want it you know as uh, uh, what is going on and don't forget the government is paying salary but Musa Shams you know hasn't come out to tell us <laughs> that. oh indeed this is an achievement and I learned that even local government workers are up to date with the state civil servant they are up to date you know uh, and this is something that is <laughs> I mean, Governor Mutfang said it's, it's not something that he's going to even mention because that is his job. <laughs> but look at, you know, what he's doing, you know, uh, Pari Pasu, development and uh, taking care of, you know, the uh, emolument of people. So I, I think that that is some uh, thing to think about. True. And, and if, if our, con- sorry, I yeah. but if our society continues on that, this uh, trajectory, I think they 
what Murfang is going to achieve with the cooperation of the people of Plateau, I mean, it's unimaginable. That is the least that I would say. Energy, I say. energy, yes. Energy gotten it, uh, means that you have to um, return in confidence. So, in essence, the votes are translating to a symbiotic relationship. Um, that's the way I look at it. And for me, all through my years in school, mm. um, the issue of road network and farming have always been mentioned side by side. And it's the economic aspect of all of this that I'm looking at. Now, there's a confidence that you get when you're very sure you can get to town, do your purchases, and live in record time. Yeah. That's one of the benefits of some of these infrastructural developments we're seeing around. And the issue of divestment as against investment has been a big problem. I chatted with a few people, colleagues of ours, yeah. absolutely, you know, who spoke about how differently just the state entirely, Plateau State, is looking in terms of economic activities and in terms of the sort of industries and companies that would have been able to invest here, but for lack of infrastructure and the enabling environment to do that. Now it means some of these things, people will get to understand that there is real government presence. And when you come to invest in the state, when you come to invest in the city, you can be you know, very sure that in the end you are getting real value for money, real value for time. And of course, whatever it is you're spending can come to you in commensurate amount. And that's what you want to see. So it means that... Boosting investors' confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So for me, we, we were just speaking, by the way, before we came up in the studio, mm. about how well other parts of the state are getting benefit from government, mm. benefits for voting, like you mentioned. Mm. Who would have thought that the road from Baikinladi to Mangu, and now there you're mentioning Lantan. to Lantan. Yeah. Do you get how many farmers do you have there that have often been stranded over the years with their farm produce, perhaps to drive them into the city center mm. and do commerce? So some of these things are raw materials. At a point, I understood that companies were running out of raw materials, you know, because of the clashes and all of that. But with some of these stimulants, it means that activities, economic activities, can begin to get, uh, you know, um, get boosted or even revamped, as it were, um, for the benefit of every inhabitant of the state. So it's a giant stride, no matter what anybody wants to say, regardless of the political affiliation that you have, mm. the roots are there. You can apply them. Whether you like the governor's face or you don't like the governor's face, I think um, I often emphasized, and we have done that on this show, that not everything has to be politicized. You can critique government when there's a need for it. And just about yesterday, we were speaking also about how, you know, people have to set aside party differences on certain issues and give credit. And we've done that here. Um, last week, Several was it two times. weeks? Yes, two weeks back. You gave credit to one of the gubernatorial candidates on an idea that he conceptualized yeah, and hasn't course, been able... Uh, so you Dr. see that. Ntawe, yeah. Do you get... You see some of these things and there has to be a boundary and an end to politicking. Mm. When the substance are there, when people can benefit from government, the thumbs up have to, have to, have, have to be given. I, I absolutely, you know, I, I, I do agree. And, uh, well, uh, I think that at this point in time, uh, even the... Uh, one of the benefits of the travel, international travel, especially the U.S. trip of Mr. Governor, that is Governor Mudfang, 
I learned that Wyclef Jean, mm. uh, one of the company that he owns mm. and runs, are uh, interested in signing or have signed. I don't know. Is it? Are they interested in signing an MOU or they have signed? They have signed. An <laughs> they have MOU, signed, you yes. Know, uh, with uh, the Plato State <laughs> Government. And I think that that is very um, laudable. Uh, it's not, you know, audio, just like, you know, the early days of the Lalong administration where he traveled to Brazil in the name of, you know, getting investors, you know, for the state. But eight years down the line, I mean, nobody. And he brought a very. Caribbean International Commerce. Oh, yeah. The name is, of the company. Yeah, yeah, that is the name of. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, for that. Uh, still in the same uh, Lalong administration, uh, I don't know if people have forgotten so soon the Boston Consulting Group uh, that came <laughs> and developed, you know, economic roadmap, you know, for Plato State, anchoring all of this, you know, on agriculture. Same Lalong administration then invests one naira, you know, when it comes to OSTC or the uh, Plato Agricultural Development Program, PADP. But, I mean, look at Governor Mudfang. He came, say, uh, of how many hectares of land you know has given he has given seven hundred ASTC you know to cultivate seven hundred yeah, hectares, hectares of land mm. you know to cultivate ensuring boosting food security and making people understand that look I mean business uh, it's not audio you know and so and and I think that it's Plato people should residents of Plato should feel respected should feel that the governor you know respects them. You know, and I think that that is one ingredient that we've missed, because if 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 you have a leader putting in resources, you know, uh, in such a way that is going to have direct impact, positive impact in the lives of the citizens, I think that that is you know respect. He's respecting you know uh, the citizen, and he perfectly understands you know this concept of servanthood, servant uh, leadership. Mm. You know that you are there to serve the people. You are not there to load yourself you know, on the people and uh, make yourself, you know, uh, as a boss, you know, onto the people. But you are there and said to uh, lead and to uh, serve uh, the people. Well, Gilbert, let's uh, move away from that. Yeah. Uh, let's come to the, uh, I mean, still on the COP28. Mm. Uh, Premium Times is reporting that uh, Nigeria, the federal government is spending at least 2.7 billion naira to sponsor delegates to attend the United Nations Annual Climate Summit, COP28, which started in Dubai last Thursday and will continue until at least 12th of uh, December. 1,411 delegates. I mean, do we need it? <laughs> Is that, you know, absolutely necessary? <laughs> That's not necessary. That's uh, not necessary. The defense of the federal government mm-hmm. is that uh, not all of these people will be sponsored. Uh, their bills will be footed by the federal government. Some, you know, self-sponsored. Some, you know, uh, they have been sponsored, you know, from the organization and what have you. But, well, I mean, why do we need such a large contingent? You know, uh, I, I mentioned the Great Green Wall mm. of Jonathan, mm. you know, the uh, uh, the Clean Stove Initiative, mm. I think, mm. of uh, former President Yara, Yara uh, and then I don't know, you know, the climate uh, program that President Mahmoud Bari, you know, uh, had. But, I mean, here we are. We are here. Um, while it's true that certain organizations would have sponsored delegates to go there, but a, a large part of the cry of Nigerians is called for. It's called for. Because if you look at some of these things closely, there is no way they wouldn't have anything to do with government treasury. And the way we operate in this country, the connections 
and the who you know i be um if you know someone then mm. something has to be in the often for you mm. some of these things are always there and there is no um to say any sort of baseless accusation about this thing for once i spoke with um, somebody yesterday who told me that it's true that certain organizations for example the south south leaders are sending a journalist to go there and cover some of the things because of you know the the the, the erosion or the eroding of their land facility there as a result of oil spillage and all of these things so their interest has to be protected they need to know what's happening um right there in the cop 28 that aside people love to rely a lot on government and for example i could decide to flag off an organization and in the end because of my affiliation with someone in government i could benefit a lot from this sort of initiative and then in the end i would have a way of government footing my bills and this is the cry of nigerians transparency and a lack of it why do they have to arrive first at the destination before some of these things are even discovered if government had explained ahead of time that this is our delegation and then these are um, the flight tickets that we are purchasing for them in truth in earnest show the evidence so that when things like this come up do you want to tell me that for example people in government do not know that something like this would come up at the end of the day certainly it's not the case so they do know what they are doing and if there were any modicum of transparency they would have at first tried to just erode any sort of lack of confidence that will arise from their trip to the COP28 conference yeah. um, back home. Well, let's play this insert uh, from the Speaker of the Plateau State House of Assembly, Right Horrible Ambassador uh, Gabriel Dewan Kudangbena. Uh, he was on national TV earlier on. And take a listen to what he has to say. When we come back, we don't have a guest. Let's have a conversation with you uh, on any stories that you, you've been following and you would like to analyze for us. Stay here. The program will be back shortly. And as a speaker, I think the first bill that is going to be my primary concern is this anti-grazing law. Because we plateau is becoming a flashpoint where we always have a crisis all the time. And you see, there is this wrong narration that people are displaying outside that farmers and haters always clash on the plateau. But in the real sense of it, there is nothing like farmers haters clash on the plateau. What we have on the plateau is a situation where the farmers are sleeping the marauders come over the night, wipe them, kill, maim, and go away. You can't call that one clash. Mm. We can only be clash if maybe the farmers are going to their farm, the haters are hidden and we meet and fight. Uh, but a situation whereby people come overnight, kill our people, maim, burn houses, even a, a crops like maize and other crops that are growing, they use uh, uh, cutlasses and cut it down just to make the... Uh, the citizens uh, suffered. You don't call that one pharmacy that class. So for me, I, I think the first bit we're going to pursue is to ensure that we ban anti-open uh, grazing in such a way that even it is, there are some indigenous of plateau who are into uh, rearing of cows and other animals. Let them go into uh, ranching so that that will help us checkmate the excesses of uh, those criminals hiding under
And that was uh, the Speaker of the Plateau State House of Assembly, Right Honorable Ambassador Dewan Gabriel Kudak Benadia, member representing Pangshin North State Constituency, on the platform of the Young mm, Progressives Party. Party. Gilbert Joseph is here. My name is Bonsad Fanan. Well, let's open the phone lines. Uh, let's have a conversation with you. Uh, but uh, Gilbert, just imagine every transition committee chairman, you know, follow the footsteps of uh, uh, Governor Mutfan, <laughs> just like what uh, the transition committee chairman of Kwampan is doing, Honorable <laughs> uh, Christopher Audualat. And by the way, uh, I'm still asking, you know, folks that I know in Kwampan, you know, about some of the claims and uh, they're he saying, made. yeah, man. Most of them are saying that he's even doing more. He's doing more. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate for development, you know, at the grassroots. And when I see people like Honorable Christopher Audwalat, you know, the ITIC of Kwampan, you know, doing the most and doing a lot, you know, that gladdens my heart that uh, people shouldn't just, because of opportunity, you know, come to the urban areas, you know, people can live and pursue meaning and be happy in the rural uh, communities if they have uh, leaders who are foresighted and who are uh, thinking, are visionary, you know, uh, and are passionate about development. Uh, I mean, I, I always say that I'm a township boy. If you, <laughs> if, you know, if, you know, a uh, place like uh, maybe Mangu or uh, Pangshin, you know, I can live there and find all of you know what the I necessities need as a human being mm-hmm. to make me happy. I mean, what will bring me to just I'm, I'm not a city <laughs> you know, <laughs> oriented, uh, so to say. You know, <laughs> I just I just want to do life where mm-hmm. there are few mm-hmm. people and everybody knows you know everybody, uh, and then there's peace, you know, there's harmony and uh, economic prosperity. So uh, I would like to encourage people like Honorable Christopher Audu Wallat, uh, TIC of Kwampan, to do more. To Absolutely. Do more, to do more and there's a need. People. There's a need to curb rural and urban migration. Of course. And because, of course, the, the city center is getting populated with little resources. And we have spoken previously. We're competing. You know, you get for space. Yeah, for space. And, ah. So and there's the really a need. Empty. Thank you. Thank you. Vast land with um, just a pocket of houses here and there and economic stimulants are missing. So there's a need to do that. Yeah. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Well, you can call or uh, you can uh, go to our social media. Gilbert will give you that. On Facebook, we are JFM Joss. On X, we are JFM Joss. Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. That is very important. Let's take the first call. We got too late. Sorry about that. Call us back when you get a chance. Hello? Hello, Stephen, sir. Thank you for calling. Yeah, my name is Joshua Dilvito. Joshua, we're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Yeah. Um, I had only uh, what you are saying, and it's very um, interesting. And truly, where Governor Mutfan is saying, but I don't want to speak now. I just want you to allow him, maybe he should spend the four years all, because that is exactly what Lalon did. At the first day, no, he did very well. Everybody was complaining. At the end of the day, Started having laughing at the end of the yeah maybe yeah maybe Joshua Joshua be kind yes, enough sir. to refresh our memories to some of the things that Governor Lalong did you know in his first uh, term in office. Oh, okay, okay, okay. you see, uh, his first term, you know, Lalong Lalong was due in his salary. 
No, we're not talking about salaries. We're talking about public infrastructure. Salaries is, yeah. you know, is a right. So don't make the workers yeah. feel as if it's a favor that Governor Lalong is their money. And he was just asked to yeah. sign and give them their money. So there's nothing yes, special yes. about that. Yes, there's nothing special about that. But sir, paying them, paying them alone, another thing. We need to appreciate him for that. Right? I'm not supporting him because I know that he didn't do it very well. But number one is trying. In six months, he did very, very well. We can, we can all see and plateau. I appreciate him for that. So what I'm trying to say here is, let's not just, let's not reach him now. Let's let allow him. Let him maybe at least finish for uh, four years came up. Then we now say, oh, the other thing, you know, then we now conclude that, yes, he's really trying or not. Because not the way he might change, like other governors in, uh, in some cases, at the, at the first tenor, they, do, they, they, did, they did very well. But second tenor, they couldn't be changed. That's what I'm trying to say. And that is my take. That's my contribution. Thank you, thank you. Well, we're just bringing out the facts because... It's uh, her job. It's yeah. her job to hold government uh, someone, accountable yes, too. Someone in yeah. Pangshin doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. in Joss. And that's why we're... Are saying that if you if you're in Pangshin, you are in Mangu, you are in uh, even in Sot in Gel, you know you've not been to uh, you've not been to uh, Joss. Uh, I mean, these are some of the things that you observe if you come to, into uh, the city center. Not too late. Sorry about that. Call us back when you get a chance. Hello. 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 Yeah, thank you for yeah, thanks for calling. Yes, this is Chukudi calling from Kerry. Well listening, thanks for calling, Chukudi. Yes, thank you very much. Um first like um, I want to appreciate you guys for always keeping us um, up to date with the happenings in our dear country, Nigeria. Nigeria know that is a very, very great nation and a wonderful place to be. So that um, we don't have leaders in this country. I'm sorry for using that word. We don't just have people that are patriotic. Leadership is all about the people. In my own little way, I think I said this on this same program sometimes ago, that in my own little way, as an as a layman, I'm also a leader in two places. I'm a leader in my family. I have family, I have wife and children. I have also people who are working under me. I'm also they are actually looking up to me. I'm also a leader of my youth, the the youth station of my local government. Um in just in just a plateau state. And um I, I don't understand how I would be a leader in a, a massive way. For example, the association to which I'm a leader, I've been the chairman for a couple of years now. Any um, of them is having issues, especially financial issues. Please, I want to understand what leadership should be. Is it for me to use association money, send association money, and be living um, a, 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 a lifestyle that is, that is actually artificial, I see Comparing to what others, to what my subjects are passing through, I keep on living a life that is not even worth it. I go and borrow money in the name of the association and be driving, uh, you know, some exhausted cars, living in a mansion, whereas my followers, people that are actually paying their monthly due, you know, that are also going to make up for the payment of this loan I collected in their name, are actually languishing in, uh, uh, in abject poverty. Is it, is it actually leadership? And that's the reason why someone will also believe and, you know, concur with me that we don't just have leaders in this country. Because if you are patriotic as what the quality of a leader should be, you shouldn't be budgeting five hundred billion dollars to go and renovate a house, whereas you as a leader have not been able to muster wealth out of this same nation, this great nation that has a lot of things, a lot of women and natural resources to be able to make a lot of things. You have your ideas as a leader have not been able to like, 
generate this particular weight out of the people. The only thing you do is to tax and tax and tax and keep on taxing the citizens. And after paying this tax, you use humongous amount of money to pay yourself to travel in the morning. Abigail and Emeka, they're giving us statistics of what the president and the vice president has spent in traveling for just six months. Six months in this country. 995 billion naira. 95, is it 95 billion naira or, or, or there about? I tend to be corrected. The statistics they gave it, they break it down. They know, you know, uh, did that bit. And I look at myself in this country. I say, in the same country, where the ordinary men have withdrawn their children from school and putting them in the handwork, you cannot even guarantee that in those six months, they are spending billions and billions of tens of billions of naira. Yeah, we'll wrap up your thoughts. Yes, we are not, yes, we are not, I'm helping you talk. And then we are not even talking about, about the feeding money, the money you are using to feed animals in the, in the presidential villa. It's unfortunate. I, 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 I still strongly stand to say that this ITC is, is, is a group of people who have come to this, to, to destroy this country. I'm just saying it categorically because since some 2015 to today, I have not seen a particular thing that the ITC has got exceptionally as people that are actually come into the, into the arena of, uh, of leadership. It is either Thank uh, you. the embezzling money and then promoting corruption and incompetency. It's unfortunate. Nigeria should wake up, stand up, and then claim this country back. Thank so you. The time is now. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, your thoughts. Hello. Good evening, my brother. Good evening, my brother. Patrick I'm calling from Blue Educational Center. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Today, I was at um, a public area command. From the area command, I entered the state to buy some pencils and some materials, some teaching aids. So I was just having a conversation with the owners of some shops there, in Tasha. Come, how many? Is it the trader that did this uh, uh, job on this route? He said, for what is the government? I said, I should I said, I look up, I said, I don't believe that this thing is so beautiful like this. I was happy, I took Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, 
Uh, people are corroborating with uh, some of things that we've said. Mm -hmm. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Mr. Postrag and Mr. Dula Joseph. Yeah, thanks for calling. Tell us an name and join the conversation, please. Roberto Mancini on the line from Laningoro. Good to have you. Thanks for calling. Please go ahead, share your thought with us. You can't take it away from me, Governor of Barista Kale Mutfang. He has done exceptionally well. In a, in a given, in a short given time, in, a, in just a short time, in the space of eight months, he has shown that he's a governor of the people. He's a governor of talk and do. He's a Mr. Talk and do. He talks. He, he said it once, and the next thing you see is action. If God will leave this man for us in the seat for the next four years, I'm telling you, Black, there will be a place to reckon with. You invest on the plot peacefully because, on assumption of office, this man makes take giant stride to ensure that peace stabilized on the plot by ensuring that he meet with the service chief. And after that, he meet Mr. President, irrespective of party affiliation, is from the PDP. And I'm telling you, look at the man, the way this man is doing. He's doing things within, he's doing things that nobody would expect a governor will do. As in, we, we don't expect that because in the last eight years, what we saw, we never expect that governance is this sweet. We never, we never experienced the sweetness of governance until now, within the short period of time now. So, Mr. is doing exceptionally well. And I'm saying that he should not feel the task. This temporary distraction will not weigh him down. He will continue to do what he's doing by the special grace of God. Imagine this might introduce the train service that he's, he's, he's trying to bring back on the plateau and others are saying it's a mango park. I didn't mean in the last year somebody bring the idea of bringing a mango park type of train that will move people from just north to just south. It would have been so loud there but nobody brought the idea. Now the one that's doing somebody is trying to make no clear of it. We're saying no to that. We said thumbs up to Mr. Governor, you should keep up the good work. That's why I take this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. for uh, sharing your thought with us, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. We don't have a guest. Call us. Listen to you. Hello. Hello, good evening, to you, Mr. Ponsor. Can give us. Thank you for calling. Please join the conversation. Tell us your name first. Okay, I'm Bob Mindani. Thank you, Bob. We're listening. Yes, uh, for me, I I want to say that it should a governor starts well. It should be commended. You have a child who who happens to do well, you know, during his uh, first uh, first time rather, and he's able to applaud him, commend him, so that he can perform you know, during the second uh, term and all that. So even if after third uh, third term and all that, I don't think it's, it's a good thing, you know, you know, to do by a parent. So for me, I think uh, hence he started well. He should be commended so that he can do more. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Yes, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yes, this is Brother E. As he's calling from Bukuru. We're listening. Thanks for calling. Please go ahead, sir. Yes. Uh, yes. I love this program. And uh, by you. the grace of God, the temple governor is doing very well. He's setting a path for the California. Uh, mental way you would have to come and from where he let him continue the good job. We appreciate it. Thank you. Very, very good. Thank you. I'm happy that, uh, well, the way he sounded mm. is as if he's from the uh, APC, but yes. he acknowledged yes, you that know, something that is going on. Something mm -hmm. is going on. Uh, whether, whether temporary, permanent, 
uh, God is the controller mm-hmm. of you know yes. these things. Of we don't fate. know. Yes. But what we know now the is the next that minute, the next day, of course, you have no control over. What I do know is that mm-hmm. now Governor Mudfang, Barista Caleb Manasi Mudfang, is the executive governor of Plateau State, uh, and he's doing what he's supposed to do uh, using the monies, you know, resources available to him. Hello. Hello, Hello. Good ev- yes, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, good evening, Ponsak, and uh, what's the name of your colleague? Gilbert. Second partner. Gilbert, yes. Yeah. Well, um, I'm Thompson from Chilimwada. Thompson, thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Yes. I'm very happy uh, hearing you talking about uh, the achievement of a uh, moot one, at least in his past five to six months in office. Is I was so happy because this afternoon I was having a chat with a friend and I was trying to tell him that on my way from uh, Dengi to Jos last week Thursday, that I passed through Barkin Ladi, uh, Mongo to Barkin Ladi, that I slept off. It was when I got to Hyper and I now realized that I, I had a smooth drive. So I was telling him that if he traveled down to Barkin Ladi, Mongo Road, he would see a lot of uh, Progression work on the road. You will go smoothly, and I pray the governor will do it beyond Mango down to Panchina and the rest. I said that of Mango, he has not done that one. He is just doing. He was just doing the the shoulders and drainages. But from Mango down to Barton Ladi, I had a good uh, smooth drive. So when you started this program this evening, and you started mentioning that as this, I said ah. What a coincidence. You were even mentioning what I was just telling somebody. I mean, I'm so happy. I pray. I'm going to pray that the case in the Supreme Court should favor the man, Caleb, so that we'll witness a lot of development in this plateau. I told somebody, I said, why is it that each time we have somebody that is coming to do something, enemies want to rise against him. Eight years of, our, of, of, of our, the past administration, Nobody rise against it of development. Now we have somebody that is coming to take us to the next level, and then it's arising against it. I ought that way indigent to rise in prayer for a favorable judgment. That's my contribution. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your experience with us. Hello. I'm calling you from Shaka. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Yes, sir. You see a leader that is going to deliver from the first month, you know. From the way uh, 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 Governor Mufuan is going about his infrastructure, it's clear that Mufuan knows what he's doing. Just look at the choice of projects. Look, look at the impact. Knowing where you ought to pay attention to, where you ought to start from. Look at those projects, those are uh, roads around that commercial uh, nerve center of Plateau State. It makes a lot of sense. Those are places where the project that people that, that, that affect people more because it's difficult to find a person that does not come to Rampant Street, uh, all those areas. Those are the one of the uh, commercial nerve center of this town. It's doing roads that previous government for eight years didn't even think of even patching portals around there. He's coming up, uh, uh, uh rearrange, uh, uh, what's it called to, to repeat again. So, and, 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 it, and from the, from the response you are getting from the news, clear that 
the project itself is impossible positively. And it's, it's clear from the, the, his plans and the way he articulates uh, what he intends to do for Plasus. It's clear that this man will do great things within six months, just six months. And people are beginning to comment, good comment. And everywhere people are beginning to expect something great. But somebody has been in power for eight years, and nobody's even, if you go to Korea, nobody's even expecting anything good from him. The man has worked uh, in the area of security, infrastructure are beginning to see it, and he's beginning to tell us what, what he needs to do. I think this man is one of the best governors that will rule that, 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 this state if he's allowed to carry out his job. Our prayer for him is for him to uh, uh, call, uh, 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 win his uh, Supreme Court uh, and, and, and uh, for the state to experience uh, infrastructural transformation like never before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gilbert will take us through Facebook after this. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Good evening, Frontal. Thanks for calling. Yes, my name is Joseph John. I'm calling from Antia. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Contract, I I have an issue. And my issue is this. Uh, why we want to put a lot of blame on leadership in, in Nigeria and on the plateau? I have issues with the followers and the masses. And my issue is this. We have a lot of supporting politicians, regardless. Now, uh, you see a uh, TV station, for example, that supports uh, APC, no matter how bad they bring our policies. And when we come to Plateau State, we see a JFM that supports the government regardless, so supports BDP regardless. Now, uh, the bane of my problem is this, that as a people, we must learn to tell our leaders the truth regardless. Yes, Muslim is trying his best, but there are a lot of things he's doing bad that we don't get to hear from JFM. All you do is just clap for him okay. all the time. Okay. Some of yeah, yeah. Well, well, here is it. We mentioned some of the things so that uh, we know. Okay. Since he came, uh, as, as a leader, uh, most especially uh, the last employment that the last government did, yeah. we want this. Want want to see our leader being confident enough to come out to to to. If he's dissolving the whole issue, dissolving the whole employment, should be that he just come. And he's not dissolving it. And he's just keeping a lot of our people, a lot of our youths on ground. He's not employing anybody. He's just there, just doing his stuff the way he wants to do. No, but then, yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Hold on, yes. I, I'm not speaking for the government, but uh, you strike me as someone who has been following the uh, happenings and political development, you know, in the state. A committee was set yes. up, you know, to look into some of this employment. And the commissioner for information was it last month or the month before last? It was last month. Yeah, it came out to say that uh, uh, this is the minute MDS that the committee has finished work on, and then some, you know, uh, are still on hold. Work is still ongoing, you know, with them. I don't know if you've uh, read that uh, statement by the honourable commissioner yes, for information. Yes. Aha. Yes. Uh -huh. So yes, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, it's unfair for you to say that uh, people are grounded. At least the committee is working. That's why some MDAs were allowed, you know, uh, the new people that were employed were allowed to uh, continue while work has been, you know, done on uh, the rest. So uh, I think we should get the facts very straight. I get it. Mr. Bonsack, yeah. we want to see uh, political, we want to see the government being deliberate about issues like this. Now, now, now uh, besides that, besides that, yes, the government... We've seen pockets of, of development, uh, costs. Yeah, 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 but, 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 see, will I will appreciate if you, because you are making, you are accusing, you know, JFM for being, uh, you no, know, no. yeah, but just yes. tell us, tell Mr. us, Bonsard. yeah, yes, tell, yes, no, yes, no, 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 tell us, uh, yeah, I, I would like for, uh, no, from the onset, the entirety, the entirety of JFM, you've been partisan from the onset, and that's, I just want you to know that. 
No, no. Yeah, my friend. No, no, no. Just, just help, just help us to understand where the. Go- Okay. Well, he refused to hold the conversation. No, I think that he doesn't have anything to say. Yes, yeah, yes. And when you're coming with the facts, place them straight. And I think that's just it. It's it was factual. it I was mean, the fair ground you afforded him to say his mind to speak up with the points. And you were holding a conversation. He decided to just cut off the phone. And well, well, if he has had his mind made up, there is still a room. Yeah. To just objectively look at the issues on the scale, and that is that. We have brought, Honestly, they, yeah. they, they accused us of not, by the way, giving APC um, faithful the platform to speak and stuff like that. But we did that. We've continued to do this. No, I'm they so don't. Happy, I'm so happy that even Johnson Podari came here. With Thank us you. And Thank said you. That I've, we've been inviting him several times, and he I, failed. He declined yeah, to accept those said, invitations. Yeah. So the well, facts are there. When you're coming up, don't just make blanket statements. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's helpful for us, you know, uh, as journalists, because we can't claim to know everything. Very true. Uh, and I'm not saying that JFM is the perfect, you know, uh, media outfit, you know, that is. But if you are saying that uh, we bring the good side of the government alone, why not, you know, point us to the bad side of the government that we need to... Uh, in journalism, that's what they call lead. Very true. And that, if you the, give us the, that the, lead... The catch. Yeah, mm. if you give us that lead, we're going to go and investigate and... Uh, say okay, uh, this is you know the so-called you know bad side. I don't know why people are preoccupied with looking at uh, the bad and good side. No, uh, I think that the media is not uh, to look at is to look at what are the facts. You know what are the facts? The facts of the matter instead of the bad side. You know on the good side. No, I you know you know you know the interesting thing for me. It's the fact that you have all of these court cases ongoing. There would have been really good excuses for government to say, look, we are distracted and we can't do some of these things. And things are happening. It means that when afforded, in my assumption, the opportunity, they are going to be able to address even the concerns of people who um, never had the idea, the slimmest idea they were going to do that. I just well, want, you know, if you are, you know, uh, accusing, you know, just... And let's hold a conversation. I always tell my friends that the essence of argument or debate is not about winning. It's only in sports that human beings win or lose. But the essence of conversation and argument or debate is about clarity. What are you saying and what am I saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that as civil human beings, we should respect each other's you know, opinion. Uh, even if it's a child, you know, uh, if you tell a child, don't do this, and the child gives you a reason why he's doing what, you know, they are doing, and you think that, okay, that reason is logical, makes sense. Uh, you say, okay, you know, uh, have it your way. Gilbert. On Facebook, Chester Phillips says, I want to commend the government of Mutfang for the wonderful and beautiful road constructions ongoing. You should remember our roads from Kabon to Tudunwada, just to Jebubasa, and just Meangu, Kual, Vom Roads too. Cyprian Mafia says, May the Lord grant His Excellency the wisdom to govern Plateau State. Malakai Ayuba says, Thank you for blessing us with leaders who are concerned about the welfare of our state. We thank you for giving our government leaders wisdom to identify and courageously address concerns that impact our state. Ayuba Moses Kwanga says, That budget by the president is just a shadow of itself, more grace for the government. Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dung says, Governor Mutfang is trying, but I want him to also look at the issues of these suspended civil servants with empathy and reinstate them, because they are Plato's sons and daughters. 
Zhang Joshua says, the problem with Nigerian budget is that whether it's overestimated or underestimated, a poor man does not use, okay, does not feel any impact of those budgets. The basic needs of a poor man is food, clothing, and shelter. Yorkshire David Ngas says, take, my take here is, comparing the last administration with the present administration is quite alarming. Mr. Ponsar, can you be able to quantify the money that former Governor Lalong and Governor Mutfuang got about 70 billion naira in just within these six to seven months in office. Is there any comparison? Isang, as he says, absolutely this administration truly showed us that the time is now. May God grant Mr. Governor more grace. I love you guys. Absin Manasseh says, as for me, whether the budget is too big or too small, it's about the judicious use of the funds allocated to every ministry that's the problem we are facing in Nigerian budget. Sunday Felix says, also making of roads and other infrastructure is not favor for the citizens. That is his duty. Just like Ponsak said, payment of salaries is not a favor. The citizens deserve it. Samuel Palm says, I must commend the governor for what he has done. Our governor just developed a new math law that six months is greater than eight years. Again, bothered about the extravagant spendings by the executive arm of government, it's really too much. Finally, close to the Speaker of the Plateau State House of Assembly. Bold Dave Jonathan says, Governor Caleb has been able to separate politics from governance. David Mark Sambo says, under the Tinubu government, um, our economy is in trouble because this is a government that is not adding any value in the system but continues to drain the available resources um, with extravagant and flamboyant lifestyle. Mark Dachun says, I love your journalism. Da Alhaji says, what's the details of plateau budget? At least 1.33 trillion is budgeted for education. 1.18 trillion for health. Interrogate that of plateau state. Instead, you leave home against the popular saying that charity begins at home. JFM, or better still, PDP mouthpiece, keep, okay, once again, there we go. Conrad, that was longer, says, I challenge the immediate past governor of Plateau State, Samuel Lalong, to achieve what the present governor is able to achieve within several months in his senatorial district as a senator and a former governor. But through Simon David says, I love the boldness and the doggedness of Plateau State House of Assembly Speaker. Honorable Gabriel the one for telling the world the true reality of the killings in Plateau State. In the past, we have not had leaders that can be this courageous and bold. Nen Pub Dongdun says, Thank you for blessing us always with your program. Thank you too. Asobagun Francis says, Since budget proposal is a bill, statement, appropriation and estimate, money in waiting is published showing different MDAs and their allocations. But at the end of the day, the masses are left at the mercy of God. Omodan Matthew says, Going by the works of our able governor, Plateau citizens will rise up against injustice. All right. Principal Joseph Melumo says, It's so unfortunate that the prices of goods and services are rising in Nigeria while the value of human life is dropping. It's Holy Boy says, Nigerian politics, okay, politicians are after their own interests because now, VP's residence will be renovated with 15 billion naira. They don't have Nigerians at heart. Asobanga Ikiase says, 
Are looting continua the budget that is meant for the politicians? Equivalent to Isaac says, Please, we are appealing to Dr. Nentari to calm down for Jesus and give Mutfuang the chance because the man wants to lift Plato from bondage. Alright, please tell Nentari after this, we'll vote him next. That's according to his logo. Alright, well, Gilbert, uh, if we uh, yield to the temptation of yeah. answering or uh, reading out comments, uh, we uh, go run way past mm. you know, our time. Yeah, but uh, well, different accusation uh, mm-hmm. is not is not something that is new. It's know? the beauty of life, of and course. even even God in heaven has people challenging His existence. Of course, you know. What uh, more can you say of mere mortals? Yeah, and I always say that in life we shouldn't be even if it's your wife. Uh, don't be always agreeable. You know, uh, at times you know disagree to agree. I mean that is the beauty of. Uh, life. Uh, if everybody agree, I mean, I've not seen where everybody agrees with what you're doing. Uh, and if that happens in the event that you know you think uh, you you find rather people you know agreeing to what uh, what you are saying or what you're doing, uh, you think that is favor, you know, from mm-hmm. above. I think that is not favor. They are just being psycho psychophants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but allow human beings to be real and air their opinion and. Uh, JFM will not stop doing that. You know. It's the beauty of democracy. Of course, uh, it's a platform for you to air. Yeah, you know, even if you disagree with us, we welcome you know all shade of you know opinion. I think that that is one of the ways. I think the best way that JFM is contributing to a democratic society and governance. Gilbert, your final word. Yeah, we have to. We have to always, always, always watch what government does because it affects you. It affects everyone and. The spotlight never goes away here. True. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Top hits. This is JFM 101.9. This holiday season, think of moments you cherish the most with your loved ones. Moments that bring us together with DSTV. The feels. Heartwarming family shows. Work best in my house. The wins. For me and my guys, Premier League and Champions League is all we need. The suspense. I don't play with our ninja drama series weeknights and weekends. The giggles. My favorite cutting character is so much fun. Hey, Titans, go. <laughs> Fill your holiday with the best moments. Choose moments that bring us together this holiday. Watch and stay connected. DSTV, it's your moment. Hey. Pastor, where they hear madman, not the closey eye. Hey, before God, if you, you close your eye. Take one up, take one up, not this time, not this time, take one up. Let me breathe, let me breathe. Hey. Let's be poor, breathe, don't suffocate them. Akunonu Entertainment present Rhythm of Laughter 13.0. The show is now featuring Godons, the comedy Bellisconi. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, boy. Gandoki. Nedu Alad Musa, Akapella, Koboko Master, Sarikin Daria, MC Downfall, Mr. Paul, Mimiko, Dandy Humorous, Short Family, Retired Madman, MC Nappy, Washington, Mr. Ode, Fanny Razak, and Okidi Boygo. Undisputed. 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 Unopposed. Unopposed. Show we get doings. <laughs>
Stay a gangster. Shut up there. In fact, get out of this place. Get DJ on the wheels of jamming. Date Sunday, 14th January 2024. Venue Miss Palace and Amisbe Park. Refuge Jaws. Time 2 p.m. sharp. Get entrance. Regular 5,000 naira. VIP 20,000 naira. For table reservation, cut the goal up. They use your folk shot to play. On 070 544 366 If you don't get money, not come here. Now my mama phone. Uh huh. Before you come, now your phone. No be your mama. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Supported by J1149 FM, Nasco Conflicts, Low Autos Limited, Magdita's Shawama, DG Expression, Fuelbars Music and Sound, Intercontinental Distillers Limited, Mackenzie Tree, Gabby Property and Estate, EA Prime Event, Plato Jet Sports Club, The Point Hotel, Josh's Creation, Kenny Chris Tunes, Mr. R Clothing Line, Diamond Dreams Event, Chateau Villa, Razor Shop Boutique, Balada Hotel, Spyglass Global Concept, V Spallers Rayfield Resort Road, Chateau Hotel, House 55, Stadium Top 1, Top 2 Brand, Mandy Pages World Integrated, Marketer, Rio of Laughter 30.0, the show is now. All road list to Miss Palace Refuge Jobs. Yes, Three tables shut down. Me and my guys doing stoke. We're doing stoke. We're doing one joke. For the show now. Which show? I did the wait for you. I did the wait for you. I did the wait for you on the 14th. Hey, hey. Osama, don't go. And my size, neither deceive you. Then, she has And my size, I'm still doing that day. Doing that? Doing that? You will learn. And you will learn the hard way. You're going to learn. And you're going to learn the hard way. Don't play. You're a bad boy. Ne Ko data the kudin da bai gaza naira 100 ba shikenan iyayewan mutanen da ka gabatar da tsarin iyayewan damar ka ta cin garabasar idan baka dace da cin naira miliyan 6 na duk sati ba to zaka samu rabonka a cikin naira miliyan 160 da aka ware garabasar memory fair and win iyayewan mutanen da ka gabatar wa tsarin iyayewan samun damar ka ta cin garabasar garabasar za ta gudana ne daga 20 ga watan november zuwa 31 ga watan december shekarar 2023 akwai sharuda da ka'idodi Malang, zan sai daily dawa. Hmm. Haji ya nika dawa nake so. Kai, wahala dakan da da wannan na da hawa kwarai. Me yasa kike bai wa kanki wahala daka? Bayan kina da me sanya wa girki dan dan gargajiya wato daily dawa. Hmm, kuma kanshin sa kamar na tattawa. Eh, haka ne. Daily dawa. Daily dawa garin kayan armashin girki ne wanda aka yi daga kalwa kuma an sarrafa shi a tsaftataccen yanayi. Daily dawa yana bada kanshin nan na gargajiya a miyar ganye, miyar agushi, miyar taushe, miyar kuka da sauran abincin gargajiya. Je kine minaki daily dawa yau a kasuwa mafi kusa? Daily dawa an yi shi ne daga kalwa. Daily dawa mai bada dandanon gargajiya. Ya naka ki da sassafa haka. Ai ina ce ma flashin dina kika da naga kiranki. Flashin? Ke, ai ni yanzu na ci gaba fa. Kuma wannan karan zan shago baki don haka ki shirya. A'a da kata. Ba dai kina nufin wani abin alheri ne ya samu ba. Kwarai, Zenith Better Life Promo ya dawo a karo na uku. Kuma yanzu na taki sa'a na ci kyautar katin kudi. Hannan yana 250 da kwasto mamin su a shirin masu rabu a kowane sati biyu a gasar Zenit 
Better Life Promo kashi na uku. Domin cancantar shiga, kawai bude asusun ajiya na Zenith Bank kuma ka adana a kalla mafi kankanta naira 2500. Ka nemi karban cutting debit dinka na Zenith Bank na zahiri ko kuma na online. Sa'annan ka sakon da manhajar Zenith Bank a wayar ka, ka yi register ko kuma ka yi register ta star 966 hash Easy Banking. Wannan garabasar ya fara ne daga 1 ga watan Yuni shekara ta 2023 zuwa 31 ga watan Mayu shekara ta 2024 kuma yana ga sabidus open customomi dake da asusun ajiya akwai sharuda da ka'idoji. Zenith Bank domin amfaninku. You're listening to JFM 101.9. The news isn't just about events. The news makers when, where, or how. And now beaming the spotlight on the judiciary, the Chief Justice of Nigeria, Justice. Because we told you the National Industrial Court has struck down regulation one. When the news breaks, we bring the stories to you on a go, closer, reliable. And factual. The Student Union of the Institution and postponed the first semester examination meant to commence. China today. has stopped issuing short-term visas to individuals from weekdays, 10 a.m., 12 noon, 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Weekends, 10 a.m. JFM News, closer, reliable, and factual. From breaking news to in-depth coverage, you're listening to JFM News at 6 o'clock. Today is the 7th day of December 2023 and these are the headlines you need to know right now. Senate says Nigeria is committed to ensure security and peace in West Africa. Reps promise to ensure safe airspace. Governor Fubara vows not to surrender mandate. And the LEA sets 2.6 billion naira worth of illicit drugs ablaze. I am Emily Alibeku with the details of the news and more. Live from Just Nigeria, this is the news. Starting with news from the Red Chambers, the President of the Senate, Senator Goswell Akpabio, has restated Nigeria's commitment to ensuring peace and security in West Africa. Akpabio said this today in Abuja at the opening of the International Roundtable on Parliamentary Security Sector Governance. The roundtable was organized by the National Institute for Legislative and Democratic Studies in collaboration with Conrad Adenor Stitfong. Represented by the Chairman, Senate Committee on Navy, Senator Daniel Benga, Akpabio recommended synergy among countries in the sub-region to address insecurity. Represented by the Deputy Speaker, House of Reps, Benjamin Kalu, Abat said effective governance and reform of the security sector were essential for upholding the rule of law, protecting human rights and safeguarding democratic principles. And also the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Honorable Abbas Tajuddin, has said that the House will demand more accountability from the security agencies on the performance of their statutory responsibilities of protecting the nation. The Speaker also said that the House will always emphasize the judicious use of the funds allocated to the security agencies and ensure that it yields far-reaching results in the fight against terrorism and insurgency, among other issues within the security sector. Speaker Abbas spoke at the opening of the International Roundtable in the West Africa region in Abuja. Still in the Green Chamber, the Committee on Aviation Technology has promised to put in place measures to prevent air crashes in Nigeria. 
The chairman of the committee, Abiodun Akinlade, said this at the inaugural meeting of the committee in Abuja today. He said the committee was concerned about the frequent air crashes in the country, adding that it will do everything within its power to curb it. Akinlade said the committee would engage with relevant stakeholders to ensure the evolution of a highly innovative and productive aviation industry in Nigeria. Meanwhile, the River State Governor, Simina Fubara, has vowed that no level of sabotage deliberately staged in some quarters will compel him to abandon his mandate to serve, protect and advance the fortunes of the state. Fubara, who said he would not relinquish the mandate he received from the people to intimidation and blackmail, insisted that he would follow the path of peace, saying that needless crisis would not benefit the state. The governor spoke when he declared open the 115 and 116 combined quarterly general meeting of River State Council of Traditional Rulers in Port Hackett today. Fubara reaffirmed his commitment to serve with humility, sincerity of purpose and accountability. And the National Drug Law Enforcement Agency, NDLEA, today in Abuja have destroyed over 30 tons of illicit drugs and substances worth an estimated street value of 2.58 billion naira. Newsmen report that the drugs were seized by operatives of the FCT command of the NDLEA and that of the Inamdi Ezekiwe Air International Airport. Speaking at the event, NDLEA Chairman, retired Brigadier General Buba Marwas said that the agency will not relent in pursuing its war against drug abuse and encouraging citizens to take ownership of the drug war. Represented by the Deputy Commander General of Narcotics, Mrs. Victoria Egbase, the Chairman said that the event was a testimony of the agency's resolve to ensure the safety and well-being of Nigerians. In another development, the police command in Katina State says it will begin impounding vehicles with covered plate numbers as from Monday. The spokesman of the command, ASP Aliyu Abubakar Sadiq, announced this in a statement issued to newsmen in Katina today. He said that the command has observed with great dissatisfaction the proliferation of driving motor vehicles in the state without or with covered plate numbers. And the Federal High Court in Abuja has today awarded a 500 million naira in damages against Governor Yahya Bello of Kogi for violating the fundamental rights of Murtala Ajaka, the Social Democratic Party SDP's candidate in the November 11th governorship election in the state. Justice Inyange Kuo in a judgment also directed Governor Bello to tender public apology to Ajaka for the gross and unwarranted violation of his right. Justice Ekwo equally made an order directing the security agencies and their heads listed as second to seventh respondents to provide maximum security and ensure Ajaka's safety, including his property within Abuja, Kogi and Nigeria, before, during and after the governorship poll held on November 11th. On international news, Israel has yielded to pressure from the United States and agreed to allow the delivery of more fuel into the Gaza Strip, the Prime Minister's office stated on Wednesday. 
The Security Cabinet approved the recommendation of the War Cabinet to allow a minimal supplement of fuel necessary to prevent a humanitarian collapse and the outbreak of epidemics into the southern Gaza Strip. The Prime Minister of Operations stated that the minimal amount will be determined from time to time by the War Cabinet according to the morbidity situation and humanitarian situation in the Strip. It's imperative that Israel act in accordance with international humanitarian law and the laws of war, even when confronting a terrorist group that respects neither. Since the start of the war between Israel and Hamas terrorists, Israel has restricted the entry of fuel out of concerns that Hamas will steal it and use the resource in its fight against Israel, especially for the upkeep of its underground tunnel network. In the entertainment industry, writer and poet Benjamin Zephanio has been remembered as a titan of British literature after his death aged 65. A statement on his Instagram confirms he died early today with his wife by his side after being diagnosed with a brain tumour eight weeks ago. His early work used dub poetry, a Jamaican style of work that has evolved into the music genre of the same name and he will also perform with the group the Benjamin Zephanio Band. On top of his writing work, Zephania was an actor and appeared in the BBC drama series Peaky Blinders between 2013 and 2022, playing Jeremiah Jimmy Jesus and appearing in 14 episodes across the six series. In sports, Nigeria's Victor Osimhen and Asisat Oshola has been named in the CAF Player of the Year final three-man list for the men and women categories respectively. Osimhen, who finished as the top scorer in the 2023 African Cup of Nations qualifiers, will battle Egypt's Mohamed Salah, Morocco's Atraf Hakimi and Algeria's Riyad Mahrez for the top gong. The Nigerian was also instrumental in Napoli's Kudeta's success last season, winning the Golden Boot after scoring 26 goals. Oshuala, the reigning Africans Women's Player of the Year, has pitched with South African's Lembi Klaknana and Zambia's Barbara Banda for the top prize. And that is on the news for now. Let's take a recap of the major headlines. Firstly, we told you that the President of the Senate, Godwill Akpabio, has restated Nigeria's commitment to ensuring peace and security in West Africa. The House of Reps Committee on Aviation Technology has promised to put in place measures to prevent air crashes in Nigeria. The River State Governor Siminala Ifubara has vowed that no level of sabotage deliberately staged in some quarters will compel him to abandon his mandate to serve, protect and advance the fortunes of the state. And finally, the National Drug Law Enforcement Agency, NDLEA, has destroyed over 30 tons of illicit drugs and substances worth an estimated street value of 2.58 billion naira. Dine Kalin Sukra says, good governance is the art of putting wise thought into prudent action in a way that advances the well-being of those governed. Act right, act responsibly and pray for the peace of Israel today. To be part of an ongoing conversation on our Facebook page, log on to www.facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss and on Twitter at jfmjoss. You can also stream us live on www.jfm.ng and listen to our podcast on www.jfm.ng forward slash podcast. For news of happenings around, call the JFM Newsline on 090-43-777-644. The news was edited by Joanne Dabu and produced by Likita. I'm Emily Alibeku. Keep listening to J11.9 FM and do have a wonderful evening ahead.
enter, enter. The boss don't follow. Conductor, your mouth's not sharp now. Don't see your scout today, eh? Oh, Gabi, I do test, though. Uh, Mind the test show positive for tuberculosis. Uh-huh. Now, so I start treatment sharply. Correct. Even my family member self. Then do test and then start to take medicine. Make TB for no catch them. Uh, correct, guy. Now, where you don't start this treatment for TB? Try and complete your medicine. Everybody, if you get cough, we don't pass to Check them, because who no go? No, no go, no! Check that cough for tuberculosis. With the love and support with VN Tuberculosis, I beg, advise your family and people way near you, make them go for free tests and treatment. For more Tori, call 3340 or dial star 3340 hash for free. Now, Federal Ministry of Health with support from the American people then bring good this information. Say you want to know what they give me joy this holiday? <laughs> now football yarns with my guys. Oh God, this is your coach no sabi shingban. I beg you. Make you go say pepper jari. Shoo, shoo, shoo. See who they talk. Ah, you will be say small picky with the boy yesterday. Fit cash ball pass your keeper. Ah, even a score make my heart bend. Eh, oh yeah now make we bet. Ah, you won't cry pass that one when you cry when in Kechi serve you better breakfast. Abi. Oh, Rossi, you go let me hey, enjoy my game. I miss you, Kechi. Oh, let me enjoy Kechi. my game now. <laughs> As bodies with my belly. Now so go TV take and they give me joy. And now I fit watch my ball anywhere day with the new Go TV stream. Watch and sharply recharge your Go TV today. Now all round joy this holiday on top Go TV. Go TV, love it. Being a new artist in the game, mastering your riffs, finding your sound, and pushing your career at the same time ain't easy. Introducing Pepsi Music Academy in partnership with Empire, a music development program created to discover, train, and showcase the next generation of confirmed Niger music stars. Scan the QR code on any of our cool interactive Pepsi bottles or visit www.pepsimusicacademy.ng to register for free and stand a chance to kickstart your music career with a two-year record deal with Empire. Follow Pepsi underscore Niger on all social media platforms for more. Pepsi Music Academy. Stardom begins here. Pepsi. Thirsty for more. As the Christmas bells ring and joy begins to flow, in this season, Chivita Juice is the way to go. In this season, Chivita juice is the way. Chivita season is here. Whoever you are, this Christmas, enjoy your Chivita. Everyone has a Chivita. Enjoy your Chivita this season. Enjoy your Chivita. Ah, uh-uh. this one where you come this early morning, so. Things in a flash when I see your call. Hey, flash care. I don't upgrade oh. And this time I me go flex you. Mm. So make you ready. Eh, wait, wait. Don't tell me say better thing don't land again. Yes, so oh. Zenith Better Life promo don't land again with season three. And I just win one hundred and fifty thousand naira gift card. That's right, yo. <laughs> Zenith Bank they give a wolf prize. We reach one hundred and fifty thousand naira each to twenty lucky customers every two weeks for the Zenith Better Life promo season three. To qualify, just. Open Zenith Bank account and put money where reach 5,000 Naira. Request and collect your Zenith Bank ATM card, whether physical or virtual. Then download and register for the Zenith mobile app or register for star 966 hash easy banking. This promo will run from June 1, 2023. Go reach May 31, 2024. And it day open to all Zenith Bank account holders, whether new or old. Terms and conditions deal. 
Zenit Bank, now for your best interest. This holiday season, think of moments you cherish the most with your loved ones. Moments that bring us together with DSTV. The feels. Heartwarming family shows. Work best in my house. The wins. For me and my guys, Premier League and Champions League is all we need. The suspense. I don't play with our Niger drama series weeknights and weekends. The giggles. My favorite cutting character is so much fun. See, go. <laughs> Fill your holiday with the best moments. Choose moments that bring us together this holiday. Watch and stay connected. DSTV, it's your moment. All right, let's hit it. Number one song. Now trending. This is JFM Top Song for the Week. Check this out. Now trending. Nanli, Young Dawn. Check it out. This is JFM Song of the Week. I'm not a boss, I'm a Dawn. Yeah, Young Dawn, Young Dawn. Kolo, Kolo. Young Dawn, Young Dawn. I'm not a boss, I'm a Dawn. Yeah, young Don, young Don. Go low, go low, low, low. 
JFM song of the week. Do you have any great song that could make it for the JFM song of the week? Then call 0806 
Listening to JFM 101.9. From first and early marriages. My uncle told me to sit down, so I sat down and he said, um, This is the man that I want you to get married to. So I looked over and I said, No, thank you. To physical, mental, and sexual assault. He took off my boxes and underwear. He was like, Please don't. If you stop now, I won't tell. That's when he threatened me. If I told you, he would come after me. The incidence of gender-based violence is growing astronomically with survivors uncared for. I had a procedure like mine. Do I take myself to the hospital beforehand? But then you're shamed for that as well. Because it's like, what's done is done now. You shouldn't want to change it. Join Precious Anisi every Thursday on The Restrained, beaming her satellite on the survivors of sexual gender-based violence. 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. The Restrained, only on J11.9 FM. 
and great evening to you, Joss City. Welcome to The Restrained, the show that talks about gender-based violence of every sort. I am your host, Precious Music. Time check. It is 36 minutes past the top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Welcome to The Restrained. I know last week we promised to continue the series on the problem of incest in marriage, in families, in, you know, communities that are not supposed to, you know, be experiencing such. We, we had a very intense session last week and we look forward. We just were able to scratch the surface as it regards the incest and the problems and the troubles that comes with it. But because um, of the emergency of this conversation, talking about the 16-day activism against gender-based violence, which is going to end on the 10th of December, started on the 25th of November and ended on the 10th of December, we had to bring this forth. And uh, next week, we pick up of where, where we left off on incest. So welcome to the show. This is a show that talks about gender-based violence, and it cuts across every person. So if you're listening to the show, this show is for you. It's for literally every person, because that's Statistics says that everyone is either you have been abused or you know someone who is abused or someone in your life has been abused. And when I talk about abuse, it's not just related, restricted to the female gender. We see now more than ever, the male gender has been abused time and time again. So to talk about the 16-day activism against gender-based violence, I have with me in the studio, Mr. Adebayo. Abiodun. He is the head of Amin of the Kingdom Kids Club, an NGO that cares for orphans and the vulnerable women of the states. It's nice to have you on the show, sir. Great evening. Sorry, it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm fine. All right. So we started the started the activism, the 16-day activism, on the 25th of. November. November. And there's something that you said before we started. You said this is a very important, you know, that we have this conversation because everyone, you know, should know what um, they, they need to push this agenda. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was reviewing or researching it and I found that, that the, the team for this year of the Unite campaign was to invest to prevent violence against women and girls. So tell me about this, the 16 days so far. It's not yet over, but so far, how has it been? Thank you so much. Um, it has been awesome in, on Plato, in Plateau State. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of activities has, have been going on to mark the day, uh, to, to do the campaign to stop violence against women and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from 26th, 6th, 20th, to, from 25th to 10th, we, we tend to uh, mark this um, 16 days activities activism on the plateau um, we started a campaign at a school at Anglo Joss also yesterday uh, Minister of Women Affairs also organized a, 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 a seminar mm. whereby stakeholders came together to talk about the need and the, uh, the, the, the necessity the reason why the, this GBV needs to come to an end Very true. so um, I'm yet again this evening to talk about it, to sensitize our people, our role. What is our role? What is it? Why do we need to stop it? What What is our role? I like the way we're diving. Let's 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 talk about it. 
All but right. first of all, what has been the activities? When, when we say activism, a lot of people just feel, okay, what is activism? Are we just going holding a placard and all that? What, what is activism? What has been done in the 16 days? Uh, so far, we have been doing sensitization, awareness, and also stakeholders are coming together to, to, to also look at what the government also needs to do. Hmm. The, the role of the government, the role of the, uh, some agencies to ensure that victims uh, are also see succumb whenever it happens to them or how the best way to prevent it. Okay, so I understand from having conversations around gender-based violence and on gender-based violence that it's not just in urban areas, there are rural areas, you know, and is the activism, does it cut across every, you know, geography, what the urban, the rural? Yes. So what was done in other sites? Um, at the grassroots level, the, at the local government, the rural, yeah. this uh, uh, is going on. Like what, uh, what happened yesterday, a lot of um, uh, CBOs, CSOs, NGOs were there. So they, they were encouraged to go to the grassroots to pass the message, to step it down to the people, in, in the, especially the communities, all our communities, all our wards, all our areas, all our local governments, so that people know what it's all about. So what is the message you, you want to pass across? Uh, the message I want to pass across this evening is that we all have a role. We, all have, we are all stakeholders in ensuring that we prevent uh, gender-based violence in, in, in our society, mm. in our country. As you said, uh, gender-based violence is not only for women and for girls. It it's also affects men. So men too suffer this in silence. Yeah. So it's not only... But the, the statistics have shown that uh, women and girls are highly affected. Yeah. So that is why this year's... Um, uh, is, is focused on women and girls. Okay. So in, in talking about the specific violence that affects women, like we said, this is a platform for sensitization. Um, what are the issues? What are the violence that are done to women and also to the girls? Can you, can you highlight to them? All right. Um, statistics also show that majorly uh, uh, the, those that violate the rights of the women are those that are close to them, the intimate partners. Hmm. They're, they're like their husbands, their uncles, their relatives, always uh, trample on their rights. Rights to talk, rights to, free, to, to freedom, rights to, to, to choose who you want to be with. A lot of it has been uh, trampled upon, the rights of women. Uh, and... Sometimes some men don't know that it is wrong for them to assault or to beat their their spouse. Mm. They 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 think it's 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 a cultural right for to for a man them. to beat. In some in, in some communities, you'll be surprised that mm. still at this uh, jet age, uh, some men still believe that uh, no uh, some women cannot talk in the gathering. Mm. If, if you check it, a lot of community council uh, meetings, you hardly see women. You hardly see uh, women participating in, in the growth of that community. Why? Because they believe uh, women don't have say, women don't have rights, women don't have the knowledge. 
to bring about developments in the society. Okay, so basically, we're fighting for the rights of women and also and freedom girls. from and girls, also and also freedom from gender-based violence. So, what are the actually factors that are associated with intimate partner violence? Because really, that has been one common problem. We're having this conversation about Bright Prize um, last night on the the Night Rush and how um, the conversation whether should be abolished or not since many men are using that as a yastic, I bought you so I can do it to you or do with you however I want. So what are the factors that actually um, contribute or facilitate this uh, intimate partner violence? Because there are lots, there are lots of cases on the plateau and also out of Nigeria. Yeah, thank you so much. Cultural norms. A lot of cultural norms are factors to this in some in some um particular area there 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 are so many uh belief or traditional uh belief that uh women don't have entitlements to things or women don't have a say like the bright uh the bright price that you talk about a, a lady in the family deserve a say in the, the, the because as you said men are not taking advantage and I said I bought you so you don't have a, you don't have you don't have any right to talk you don't have any right to do anything have paid so if families give the, their children their girls their ladies rights to talk about to discuss when when they are discussing about them when when anything uh, pertaining to them if they give them chance to talk, if they give them chance to also contribute, you will see that they will be able to to say one or two things to these cultural norms that we have. All right. Uh, also advocating for the right of women and also the girl child. Um, we talked about the cultural norms of, of Nigeria. We know that it has held us together, but we see some um, problem that comes with it in Talking about uh, since we are seeing the holistic um, view, looking at the team for this year's 16-day activism, which is to help, and not just to help, but to invest to prevent violence against women and girls. One problem we have with many NGOs and you know activism is that we just get to talk. We just get to talk. We don't get to see how. Okay, after our conversation about this matter how has it been so far um, have we addressed the problem like now we just talked about the problem of culture have we addressed the problem of that that encourages this abuse in homes of uncles abusing the nieces or fathers abusing the daughters have we actually address this problem and then follow through because it's going to look like year in year out this 16 days activism started in 1991 it's been so long and one would want to see that okay after everything there should be a track record of change it must not be a very big great change but at least some good should be done so in the line of what i've just said are we strategically making this activism against gender-based violence against the women or are we just coming out to just fulfill the the yearly you know honor activity of gender-based violence free the woman you know against gender-based violence and the girl child all right thank you so much well we are trying we are trying our best define best yeah um our best is to create more awareness 
How best to, is to go to the grassroots? Mm. How best is going to go to the communities mm. to to talk to the uh, to the community leaders, to talk to the council members, to understand why the need for to, for it to stop. Why why do we even want it to stop? Because the truth is this: if you check it, the the Whenever there is there is a crisis in the home, who suffers it a lot? The children. Very true. The children suffers it a lot. Some some don't get to do well in school. Some some would would, would drop in. Somehow some who don't even know how they also become an abuser. It's all because they witness it. It's all because they don't know how to say no to it. Sometimes it gets to destroy them. Sometimes it gets to affect their education. The, 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 the most pathetic one is if their mother dies, they become, they become an orphan. They become... They, they, have, they, they will not be able to see their father again. They don't have their mother. Do, do, we, do, we, do we want that to happen to our children? And our children is the future of the nation. If, if we don't put an end, an end to this, I, believe me, the future is blink. Because a lot of havoc will continue to happen. So that's, that is, that's one of the reasons why it needs to stop. Okay, so um, with the 16 days activism that was held, you know, annually and also on the plateau, and what were the response of people, you know, plateau people? What were the response of the schools you went to? You know, what was your analysis? What What was your findings? How far? How How far? Too far? All right. Um, from this other, um, from these activities that has been done for for the past 10 days now, we've been able to see that a lot of people don't know their rights. A lot of people still don't know their rights. A lot of people still don't understand that they have rights. A lot. Okay. And even it's, it's discovered that some leaders, some community leaders, still don't understand what we are talking about. They still don't believe. They still blame the women. They still blame the girls. You wear a skimpy dress. That's why you are raped. Hmm. You, you walk in the night. That's why you are raped. Hmm. They still have that, uh, men- I can use this word, this word mentality okay. that it's your fault. So we've been able to at least achieve some certain um, goals by able to talk and also influence their thinking. So able to let them understand that it's not because of what she's wearing. Hmm. What is important is why you. Must you, why must you do that to, to a lady? Because it's a lady, because it's a weaker uh, gender. So we've been able to, to sensitize people to create more awareness, especially for girls in secondary school. We even tried to step it down to primary school. We have educated the children. And you went to, to also, primary schools, went to secondary yes, schools. Okay. For them to also know their rights, for them to know that you have a right. And it must be protected. It must be appreciated. It, it must be valued. 
And you also need to know because what you don't know, you suffer a lot from it. You need to know that it's my right. I have the right to education. I have the right to 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 freedom of uh, religion. To a lot of things that we will be able to talk to them about. All right. Um, before we open the phone lines, which we'll be doing that in the GFI, Um Remember, you could be part of our social media conversation. We have a person right there on Facebook. And uh, the question we're asking is, what actions are needed to ensure that women and children are free from violence in our society? And, well, you could just go drop your comment on Facebook on the restraint, be precious, and you say, we're going to open the phone lines for you to call in. There have been a 16 days so far from 25th to the 10th of December, 25th of November to 10th of December, a 15, 16 days activism against gender-based violence um, against the women and the girl child. But we do know that it doesn't just affect, you know, just women and girl child, but just like um, Mr. Bio said, um, women and girls are the most victims when it comes to gender-based violence. So I'm going to beam the satellite, right? After the activism that happened, you know, so far so good, what has been your analysis? What do you think should be the job of the government and also especially we, the citizens, on how to reduce the violence against the girl child? We're going to list some violence for you as we set the pace going. And let's see how we get to rub minds together and also talk about how to reduce the violence against the girl child. Um, we're going to pay some bills and when we come back, we'll take your calls. Remember, the number to call is 90 and 0 I'm years on the restraint. Don't go nowhere. JFM 101.9 if, if, if it's not giving, then it's not Jay. JFM, giving all day. Malen, that's a daily dawa. I need to do so. Kuma <laughs> Oga Carpenter, three weeks and my chair is still not ready. But why are you doing this now? Solomon, is this cough? No? This your cough is really bad. <sighs> but have you seen a doctor? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. See, I was tested once. I had TB and was treated for free. Oga Carpenter, if you want your life back, check ammo. Make you this sure. Because who no go, no go, no. Check that cough for tuberculosis. If your cough is more than two weeks, it could be tuberculosis. TB tests and TB treatments are free. Just call the National TB Hotline on 3340. 
or dial star 3340 hash for more information. This message is brought to you by the Federal Ministry of Health with support from the American people. Attention please. We've switched to what radio means. This is a whole new experience. Radio more urban and relating. 101.9 FM. Live in the city of Joss, welcome back. This is still the restraint, the show that talks about gender-based violence. I am Precious Anisa, your host. And I'll be having this conversation with the very own Adebayo Abiodun. He is also not just uh, the admin of the Kingdom Kids Club, but also he is also running and the NGO and cares for often and also vulnerable women in the plateau. So we're having the conversation about the 16 days activism that has been going on from the 25th day of November down to December 10th. And we still have very, we still have like three days to go, three days so far to go, um, including today. I mean, you know, so, so far, so good. Uh, Not just going out to advocate or to fight and sensitize we just want also want to make sure that the message is really sinking deep and just like bio says you said that after going out you, you were able to see and see the problem the mentality of people you know saying that oh it's not their fault why is why is she dressing that way she, she's my wife i can do to her whatever i please and when we are having this conversation we're not just putting the government on the spot we always know and also know that we also have a role to play in the fight against against gender-based violence against women and children. That's why we're opening the conversation right now. If you have not gone to Facebook, please do that. Go to Facebook, Jeff and Joss, and drop your comment on the restraint. I'll be reading that in a moment. The phone lines are open. 09055666699 and 08121877777 I'll take numbers again quite slower 09055666699 and 08121877777 the team for this year unite campaign is to prevent violence against women and girls we have a first caller. Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is Julius. I'm calling from West. Great evening, Julius. Welcome. Go on. So my contribution is this. Uh, the problem we always face with the marriage thing, or how will I put it? As long as you agree, you love a woman. And as long as there's love is there, there's nothing there to put apart. Whatever is the challenges, we should always put love ahead. That's my own contribution. Okay. We cannot change how God has ordained things to be. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. He he talked about, um, you know, put in love if you love a person you won't want to abuse them so sorry i got to you late zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine hello hello precious hi hello, great yes. hello radio mama i do not calling from right here 
Welcome to the show, Ijoma. Very interesting topic as usual. Mm, thank you so the much. We're used to anchor the programs now. Well, even the other midnight one. In fact, you're a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you listen well, to I the night rush. I listen a lot. I don't have time to call. Oh, thank you very uh, much. Let me call today. I appreciate it. Um, I said to your guest, please. Uh, something. I should see that this in uh, opposite um, access bank. Is it still there? Sorry? I mean, your guess, you were talking about being kids something else. I can see something within the almost the access bank or when it was Diamond Bank. But when I check there, I don't see anybody there. I used to wonder. You don't see anybody there? I don't see anybody. I don't know whether they time in, whether they have a timing. That is in that particular. I wanted to see them. So that's okay. that make my contribution. Okay. Um, now, I feel the most important thing we should uh, focus attention on is. You know, radical transformation in terms of education. When we have about 90% of the population educated, both male and female, starting from the cradle, you now raise up your children, whether male or female, mm. to respect each other. It will go a long way. Education makes people to have, uh, make informed choices, you know. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in the world of education, but it's not as much as... Where it, when it exists in, in a home that is uh, doesn't have much education, and even where it exists, the female, the female folks, since emphasis is on the female folks, they find it easier to speak out, and they are economically empowered to some level. Some people stay there until they are killed because they don't have any economic power. And then you see them reasoning in a funny way. If uh, if I don't know how would I get up for these children, and then who will take care of my children? They forget that when they die, those children will still be taken care of with somebody else. But if they were educated and they have some economic forces and level, yeah. they will seek out and then because in the um, the typical uh, Nigerian situation, when you speak out, you should just you should just have that belief or notion that that marriage will never be the same again. Yeah. Because an African Nigerian feels that if you can put it in the police, it's not like an advanced country. So, Mama, let me tr- let me throw a question to you, Radio Mama. Uh, yes, as, yes. as Christians, right, we women are being asked to submit, right? And talking about empowerment, a lot of women are okay. You stay at home and take care of the children. Don't work. In cases like this, when a woman is asked to not to work and she is at home and she has no source of income, and has to depend on the man entirely, and then he abuses her. What do you what do you suggest she does? You know, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying here. You know, but I couldn't go into all that because I know because of the time. But now that you're asking that question, women who accept that, they, they, maybe they have a skill or they're even educated and they work on the that their success should be put under the carpet. You know, it's part of it. If you're fully educated, you wouldn't even like that kind of realization from the onset. And even if you accept it, once that violence uh, sets in, you will, you will speak out. You can now go, and it's easier for you to fall back on it. You see, that's the difference. It's not the same as somebody who doesn't have any skill at all and is asked to stay back home, you know, or don't, don't have any certificate. It's, it's not the same, you know? That, that, that's the way I look at it. It doesn't make sense to me. Even if you're looking at it from a spiritual point of view, hmm. there's no way the Bible says that. The Bible says that a woman should submit. It doesn't mean the woman should submit to somebody who is battling and battling her. There's no way it's stated there. Hmm. You know, and then what you say, a woman, a woman is, uh, the God created the woman to be a helper. The man is the head of the family, the woman is the neck. Well, you know, we don't have time to go into all this. All right. All right. So, yes, there, the question I ask, where is that your place? Why is it located, please, if you don't mind? Sorry? 
Your network is kind of bad, so we cannot really hear exactly what you're saying. Can you? Did you hear me now? Your guest. You yes. That is a kid, something, something. And I said, where, where is it located? Okay. I like to see something like that around the diamond back of which is King's Club. Bank. Okay. Okay. Um, is it around there? No, we actually at uh, Zaramaganda now, after Deeper uh-huh. Life Junction. Around Zaramaganda? Uh, yes. After Deeper Life Junction. Okay, um, okay, okay. That's okay. Thank yes. you. I'm going that Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Radio Mama. Thank you. Thank you. All right, zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine and zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. The spirit of activism against women and the girls. I have to say this, Bio. When we have this conversation about fight against gender-based violence on the women, my mind quickly go because I know they were fighting it to nail here. I don't know to what degree. I'm, I'm really hoping that the, the fight intensifies. But then, in the rural areas, is in a whole on a whole new level. Women and girls are suffering of gender-based violence on different levels. A lady who I know personally who was here in the city of Joss, who was here in town, and had to, her stepfather came and took her back to the village to take care of her mother when the mother was sick. Few months or years later, few months later, I found out that she was forced to get married to an elderly man. And this, this, this girl is just 15, 16. She was forced to get married to an elderly man. She kept calling, oh, I need this. I'm suffering. He's beating me. And all, all of that. She cannot leave. And just recently, she has a second child. And this girl is just 16 years old. So in the fight against gender-based violence, a lot we see happening in the city. I mean, we don't even know how it's being pursued to the latter. It's as though we just talk about it and just let it go. But how are we making strides in the rural areas? Because I think there are also people who are actually crying for help. But just like Radio Mama, when when you're not empowered, when you don't have anywhere to go, and and the city, now people are very, very, I would say selfish. We we just want to care about ourselves, especially how the economy is. I just want to take care of myself. How then do I survive? I have children to cater for. All right, thank you so much. Um, I just want to quickly talk about what Radio Mama uh, just talked about um, a while ago. Was it's important for us to know that uh, the economy is not smiling, and one pause cannot take care of, especially if um, what you do, your income is not even on the increase. Your income is not uh, commensurate to your yeah, needs. To your yeah. needs. Even if the truth is, women need to understand that sometimes frustration of of, of the hardship of the economy also contributes to the contributes violence, to the violence that happens sometimes. But in it's the not whole. a justification. It's not a justification. It's mm. not. It's not. So what I'm trying to say is, um, I, I yes, I know it happens. Mm-hmm. I know some men don't want their children, their wives to work. I know some, but the truth is, uh, a lot of men these days have realized that they need they an extra need hand. A, they need support, support. Yeah. from their women. So that is why uh, a lot of NGOs, a lot of CBOs, a lot of uh, CSOs are doing, and also government are also trying to empower, empower women. women, okay, to ensure that they have one skill or the other to support their home. So also. Do one or two things so that they also will be happy. 
the home also will be happy. The first caller talked about love, which is the most important thing. If you love your wife, you will hardly beat her. Because if you love your wife, it's it's you. Your wife is you. you it's only a madman that beats himself. All right. Let's take this call. Hello? Hi, great evening. What's your name? My name is Chinedu from Japan. Welcome, Chinedu. Go. What is what I'm talking about? I my my topic. What I want to talk We're talking about gender violence. Yeah. And what about the men that don't work? Only their women work. What do you, what do you mean that? They don't be just. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a reality. I see that a lot on on the plateau. When men, but do you have anything to say about it? My my guest will actually say something about it. What do you think is yeah, the reason? I want to know. Well, I want to know really, I, I'm shocked and and speechless whenever I see some men doesn't work, and women are doing the wrong working, hmm. and the way they market their women, they don't allow their women to take decision on their own. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Do you have something to say? All right. What I can say to that is that's what, why I said there are so, a lot of cultural norms that are happening mm-hmm. that's also causing this gender based violence in the homes. Because it's, it's very ridiculous that um, you as a man. You are not doing anything. And it's your responsibility to provide. To provide. It's your sole responsibility to provide while the woman supports you at the at the home front. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 that, that that's what we are that's what we're trying to let them know the implication of them not working. Some of them have so believed that okay, that's how it is, that has that has been the tradition. But traditional truth, men don't work. You said you have seen it in Plato. I've also witnessed it. I've also I've I, also I, experienced it. I've also seen some men. Beer, some live in beer parlors from yes, dust to dawn. Because that's that's that is how the that's how they the, their fathers do. That's how that's how they see their father do. That's how they wear. That's how all their life. That's what they believe. That's why we are trying to go into those communities to sensitize them to let them know the danger in what they are doing. Mm. The danger it contributes to them and to their family mm. and to the society at large. And so, some, so the problem the solution is sensitization. Don't yes. don't you think that they know the dangers? Don't you know that they, they are aware that their wives are not happy? Some don't. Okay. Some don't. Some don't care. Okay. Do you understand? Some mm-hmm. don't care. Some knows and they don't care. But the truth is some don't know the repercussion of what they are doing, hmm. especially to their children. Especially to their children. All right, let's take this call. Hello. Oh, I got to you quite late. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine and zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. We have a post on Facebook. Go drop your comment on the what can be done as individuals and also as a community to you know reduce the gender-based violence on women and the girl child. It's the barest minimum. Turn on down the volume for radio set for me, please. Turn it down. Yeah. Hello? Hi. Great evening. What's your name? My name is Lindsay. It's nice to have you. Go on. Yeah, I'm surprised. What do you think when I say? Which part of plateau that uh, the, the man doesn't go 
I don't understand. We're saying that there are some, there are some, there are some localities, there are some areas where we see men who don't work, and I'm not saying plateau people. No, we're not. We're not trying to show throw shades on anybody. We're just saying that these are realities in not just plateau state, but everywhere. Let me tell you. Yes. Plateau state. From central down to southern, mm. there's no any man that living in want to go the, uh, to farm alone. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know where you are referring to, but from central zone down to southern zone, so you, nothing you, like that. Uh, well, not, so you are saying that every to, every man is working, every man yeah. is providing for his family but on the plateau states. No, no, no. We we didn't say the whole plateau. Obviously, if you listened. Uh, we're saying that there are cases where women are the ones who provide for their families. No, I don't see. There's nothing like that in Tlaki. There's nothing like that? Not, not, not Tlaki. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. I, 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 don't, I don't know how, how that was misinterpreted. Yes. But not just atrocious on localities. I I'm, yes. I was born and brought up in Plateau. And when I say Plateau, I'm not saying Plateau people. I'm saying Plateau generally. There are cases where men, some men, some men don't get to provide not only know? not only in plateau it's, not it just happens severally, severally in different several states. states but we're in plateau we're addressing the issues of plateau and that's yes. what we're saying but but we get you hello 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 hi good evening what's your name good evening welcome what's your name uh, this is robert senior i'm calling you from my it's nice to have you go on thank you I think this program is up. Hmm. Yes, I want to speak on the last caller. Okay. Yeah. You see, the fact is this. So the truth is bitter. But I believe that there are men that are not doing the needed thing. I'm glad he's coming home. from a man. Yeah, go and on. That is the truth. Yes. But what, what really I want to say here is this. Um, you see, the guest said that some of these men, maybe they don't know that it is their responsibility to provide for the family. But to me, I think that is not true. How can a man get married to a wife without knowing and identifying responsibility? as the head of the home. So I think the truth that men should rise to their responsibility so that, so that this issue of uh, gender violence can at least be minimized. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, but I do want to say something because uh, concerning this matter, I do know that when, when you, you grow up seeing a thing, you get to believe that that's the normal. For men who don't get to take care of their family and they watch their woman, and the children watch their mother's toil, it gets to, you know, rub on the sun. And like, okay, if my father could actually be, sit around. But, but what do you have to say? He made a very valid point here. Okay. Um, I also have something to say um, when you talked about the rural areas. About, mm. You talked about a 15-year-old into And we'll just address marriage. this. Address okay. this first. Okay. Um, the truth is, it all depends on people but what we are trying to let everybody know that yes it depends on you 
But you need to also understand that your action has ripple effects on the society, on your family, mm. on, on your immediate family and your entire family, and also in your community. Okay. Whatever you do, we are, we will be replicated by your children. Mm. That is why we are even doing this more because I don't want to sit down and say, okay, I'll take care of my own family. If I do take care of my, my own family, you don't take care of your family. Your family oh. will, will affect my family. Yeah. yeah. Because the truth is, when we just say, okay, it's not my business. Mm-hmm. The truth is, it's your business is our business. Very true. Because if the, the big family, the children from the big family are not catered for very well, they will be the one to trouble your, the whole community. Very true. So the best that we can do it's to, it's to make the awareness for people to know the need why we all need to come together mm-hmm. and ensure we do the right thing. Okay. So make your comments concerning the, the rural areas like we mentioned. All right. Um, uh, what I want to say about that is that people don't know that right now, um, like police, like civil defense, there are DEX officers, the GBV DEX officers in all these areas that are well trained. Local governments? Yes. Are we sh- is that verified? Because I know that there are in, they are not in some places. Yes, they are not in all the local government right now. Okay. But I can tell you that um, less than 70% of all the uh, police stations have, if, if Paraventure is not in your locality, you can strive a little bit to come to, to, the, to the capital and talk to i know for sure that a, a lot of investment like today i got to know that uh police are even sending people abroad for for years to study about this gbv okay okay so we should tap into these resources they are well trained already they are passionate they understand it they they will provide the need what I'm trying to say, even Human Rights, uh, Human Rights Commission, though they are uh, situated in the states, they are not in all the local local government areas of. Okay. Of, 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 you take of advantage the of these institutions, yes, to, institutions find to find help. Okay. Also, NGOs, CSOs, those are open. Okay. So always Hello. assist and. Hello. Great evening. What's your name? Hello. Yes. Great evening. What's your name? My name is, uh, your name is what? Your network is not clear enough. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah. Okay, please do well to call us back. We want to hear you clearly because your contribution matters. We're talking about how to be able to fight against gender-based violence as an individual before we get to see how the government gets to come in strong. Hello? Well, good evening. Great evening. Welcome. What's your name? My name is Nancy. I'm calling from Joshua. It's nice to have you. Go on, please. Okay. The question is, what can those organizations, where can women achieve organizations and protect their rights? What are those things? What are the laws that are working against those men that tend to violate their spouse or sisters? Hmm. 
Okay, that that's a very pivotal one. I didn't get to hear you clearly. I didn't get to. But but I didn't get to hear you clearly though because if your network was bad. But I think you said what what have been done to those men that tend to abuse their spouse. I think it now links back to what you said. It's not just about having authorities. Are they, they being effective? And I remember having conversations on this matter. How even when the the police want to intervene, um, the families want to handle it in house, and that is making excuses and also encouraging it from happening again and again. So we're not meant to cover up these things if we see it speak up you know speak up address it as it comes hello hello good evening hi great evening welcome to the show what's your name I'm Alex. welcome alex go on yeah, yeah. i i i want to say that this part i want to about gender violence mm-hmm. like gender violence was increasing day by day sadly i just like the man is trying to say that parents felt to know to be responsible to their family needs. And that is one of the another one of the problem factors that is causing danger gender violence. You see, most of these teenagers, you know, mature people just give them little something like this or you know, like little amount of money. They can lure them and then have sex with them. Right. if you are a parent that is responsible, you take care of your family, you provide the needs of your family hmm. according to your own capacity. I think you will reduce it. So that's very painful. Too. And somebody wants to counter it. Of course, there are people within the platform. I'm a platform man. Of course, there are places that when you go there, they will tell go color. Throughout mm. their lifetime, they tell go color from morning to night. And when you ask, they have children and wives. Mm. These wives are hustling up and down to make sure that children eat in the in the evening. So if somebody is saying that nothing is like that in one platform. I'm a plateau man in my community, I know. Yeah. And there are places that I can go there, you can see. Yeah. Go out the data. Go and see those, uh, go something. They are on the ground, the green, sitting there, sitting there. So, parents are failed. So, that need for us to wake up to our responsibility. If we do the right thing, then that violence is said, we don't do by itself. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much. That's that's a very pivotal contribution there. It just caught across a lot. And I, I'm glad that you're saying this because it, it looks as if we're trying to, you know, treat truth hate on, on the community or plateau people. I was born in plateau and I get to see it. I literally will walk through a, a street. I, I will walk through a street and I could just tell that any child who was who is going to be giving birth to there or lives there has a very tiny chance of coming out to be something meaningful in society. And this is not this is we see women wake up with bruised faces, men wake up drunk, wake up in gutters, you know, even at the top of the morning by six o'clock in beer parlors. And these people have families. Seriously, many times we're talking about the increase of prostitution in the society. 15 year old girls, you see them on the street, um, 16 year old girls on the street. What is happening to the family? Poverty. Poverty has been one of the reasons why it increases it, increase the, the rate of abuse on the society. Even women, mothers are pimping up their children because they want to survive. They want to leave. But what do you have to say, Mr. Bayo? We're running out All of right. time, but we'll okay. we take a few more comments. Thank you. Quickly, I want to also stress this point that one of the callers also raised mm. that is very important is that um, the perpetrators, mm. if we all don't cover them, if the uh, community leaders don't come to beg if the relatives don't come to bed, if we all allow the the, the law that to take the full course, it will be as a reminder for others mm. and it will be a stop for them too. Because if 
we all understand the effects that this have on our society, yeah. the effects that it, it tells on our children, mm. the effects that is even contributing to the economic growth of our, of our nation, we will all put our hands together and ensure that whoever violates the right of anybody Anybody at, all. Anybody at all, even if it's a woman that is violating the right of a man, yeah. should be punished appropriately to put an end to it. If we all understand it and say, an no, you, you, have done, you have done wrong here. You mm-hmm. need to pay for this. You need to be responsible. Yeah. You need to take uh, action. You need to, to be the one responsible for your actions. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it will go a long way to put an end to GBV. All right, um, turn down the volume of a radio set for me, please. Turn it down completely. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's your name? Okay, I wanted not to contribute. But because uh, of what that man said, I just called. You see, I'm a platoon man. And I know the culture. I was born here in platoon state. I grew up in platoon state. Mm. I know what happened. Because me, I believe so many women. No, my name is Satan Bene. Sorry. Okay. So, so many women I know, they are the breadwinner uh, of their houses. Very true. And that's sure. So, I don't know where he's getting his data from. In the whole culture in Plateau State, there's no fight in Plateau State that you don't have women who, uh, who, uh, who take care of their, the, of their home. You have uh, husbands like that in, in most of the communities. I'm sure. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for confirming this. But this is just beyond confirmation. This is just trying to say that these are issues that we have to address. These are issues, just like Bayer says, you know, we don't know how far this goes to cause problems in our society. A child grows up in an environment where she's been abused. Parents don't get to know what's happening to that child. You go to the market or he is in the beer parlor. You go to work and you don't get to monitor your child. Your child is being abused or your wife is going through a very terrible, terrible time in your house. A terrible experienced wife, a woman who goes through a lot is, is, is a very bad thing for the family. And it's like a circle. We're not going to talk about the men because the men is a whole new conversation. Every time when I want to talk about gender-based violence upon the men, I bring specialists because men find it difficult to express themselves because they are men. But we know that it takes a toll on men too. But in all that has been said today, the point I need we all to take home is... We all have to join hands in the fight against gender-based violence. We all have to see it as our own responsibility because just like Bayo, as you said, you can't say it's not going to happen to me. I'm going to take care of my own family. Whatever, whatever happens to my children, we don't know how it's going to affect your own children. The persons who were raped were raped by someone from another family. You know, all that. But let's take this comment on Facebook before we, before we call it a wrap. I have this one from Ibrahim Dubri who says, if you reduce the... If you reduce the responsibility on women, you reduce gender-based violence. And that, your caller that he says, the platinum men don't give women responsibility. I don't agree with him. Let him go and do another research on that. Grown up in Plateau State, 100% of women that are working in my farm, working in my farm are women. Married women who uh, were... So who, where are the men? Okay, I, I can't take more calls. But what do you have to say before we go, Mr. Bayer Abiodun? All right, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, it's, um, 
it's our collective responsibility. It it's it's it cannot be overemphasized. Mm. We all need to ensure that we put our own quota. Put your own little quota. I had my own. You had your own. Before you know it, we let we, we let people know the damage of not taking responsibility. Very true. Because the truth is, it's not even the way the economy is right now. One pause is not enough to uh, to take care of the family. Both ends need to put us together to ensure things work. But is the is is the more is so responsibility of a man to do more while his wife supports him okay. at home. Let, if, if if time permits me, let me quickly say this. As we say, it's not only it's not only it's not. I said it's not only girls. It's not only women. We, From we experience, we have seen where women also maltreat their children. You're trying to say something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen the, uh, uh, women are perpetrators of gender-based violence. Yeah, yeah. Because you give birth to these children doesn't mean you must treat them anyhow. You must not violate their rights. Because a child uh, pick uh, my mind from from your pot, then you beat you 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 beat him to the extent that he has a lot of mark that we have to stitch. The, the lips of the boy. Stitch the lips. Wow. So the extent that the boy even say that it's impossible for me to change my mom. Hmm. Imagine the psychological effect that's have on that on, on, on that child. Well, the, when we have conversations on gender-based violence, time is seriously not enough to have to really nail it at the board. But it's a great thing we talk about this every Thursday from the top of the hour, 6.30 to 7.30. For you always tune in to listen and you call in, it shows that you are an active participation. You are active participant in the eradication of gender-based violence. I want to appreciate you. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I can still see your calls come in, but we have to keep it for next week. I remember your host, Precious Inese. Thank you so much, Mr. Abayomi, uh, Adebayo. Adebayo Abiodun for being a part of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank we you. appreciate you. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you. And we'll come away next time on The Restrained. I'll leave you with a song. It's always a song that talks about rising up because no matter how far we've gone down, we will rise up. I am one believer that we will rise up. I am Precious and Easy. Till we come next time. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.